Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. For our podcast topics, we keep a like a document. Uh, it was like a, a Google Drive document. Oh, one of the, like the Word version of it. What's, what's, what's that called? The Google Drive Word. I don't you know. know. Doc. I think it's just docs. like docs. Docs. I couldn't think of the word docs. Okay. Anyway, yeah, Google Docs. <laughs> so uh, we used to keep this long list of them and we would put our topics in there and then like line strike them out when we went through them. And, yep. and I started thinking about one day, I'm just like, I want to add more topics, but sometimes I'm lazy on the couch or I can't seem to find that document. And mm-hmm. how am I going to add a topic that would be a good idea that we could talk about? Yeah. And one of the things I thought about was uh, using Alfred. So I use Alfred for a lot of things. It's a launcher and you can program it. And I was thinking maybe I should use Alfred to make a workflow that I can type in a topic and send it over. And now I need to understand the Google Drive API and I'm going to have to do an OAuth thing. And maybe I should use that as a (laughs) a tool for other people who want to keep this. And then it's hard to modify a document and all these different things. Oh, and, and then I you can publish that as a package and, you know, yeah, write yeah, some docs and you need a logo for this project. Right, exactly. <laughs> and all I really want to do is add something onto the yeah. onto the document. And I was, my de- my developer brain was just, just kicking off. It was just uh, like, I'm going to do so many things. Mine's going right actually, now. <laughs> yeah, instead of actually doing the real work I need to do, because yeah. there's nothing that feels better than being a developer and procrastinating on something for yourself. Mm-hmm. versus like doing client work. I, I wouldn't know anything about that, Aaron. Personally. <laughs> <laughs> but then then something came to my mind. Um, I was like, first of all, we're we're using like sort of like tabular data in a way, meaning that um, we're, we're having topics and then we cross them out or move them to the done mm-hmm. column. Right. If you, you know, yeah, it's pretty structured. Yeah. Why aren't we using, you know, the the spreadsheet version of Google Docs? What's that called? Sheets? No, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know. Sheet, yeah. Uh, and um, so I was like, well, I, we can do that. And maybe mm. that makes it easier to add on to it. Mm. But I was still kind of like stuck because I'm like, I just, I want Joel to be able to use this workflow too. And I know he does use Alfred, mm. but then I have to package it up and then tell him how to use it. And, yeah. you know, he, he doesn't. And I'm on one this. of those M2 Macs and it's not going to work because you're on oh, an Intel yeah. Mac. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, you just told a little bit of our status here. You got a brand new M2 and I'm still, you know. Oh, boy. So um, listen for that call to action at the end of this podcast to help me fix that. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, I started thinking, like, what are other ways to do this? And then it came to my mind, like, uh, a long time ago, which is probably months, um, I remember hearing that Slack came up with this workflow sort of builder tool that they have as well. And at the time that I looked at it, it just seemed to be like something that you could program uh, to, I don't know, like greet people who just joined mm-hmm. Slack. Yeah. And that that made sense when I worked at a larger company because we had a lot of people we were onboarding all the time. Um, and so you would add them to a channel and then they would get a customized message that told them what this channel is for, where they can find documentation for other stuff. Like if they joined a team channel, it was all automated. Like here, here's a big old barf of things that you need to mm-hmm. know. And so I never really thought that it could do more than that. But I uh, checked it out and turns out it has a Google Drive integration and you mm-hmm. can sort of pick where you want things to go and what to do with them. And you can ask questions. It's like a quiz 
And basically, the, the, the short version of the story is instead of building something in Alfred uh, in Slack, I just kind of use their tool set builder, which already authenticated and connected with Google Drive and all those different things. They ask a question, which is like, what's the topic that you yeah. want to work on? Um, and then we type it in and then I'd send it over to the bottom of the spreadsheet in Google Drive and then we're good to go. Right. And, and so I worked with you on this. I remember this experience vividly and we did not write a single line of code. Right. So mm -hmm. those Slack workflows, you could like, I think, I assume you can publish your own and do this. But as you were mentioning, we use like off the shelf integrations that Slack provided. I do recall some frustration. Um, I mean, Slack is particularly bad with this. We're like, they'll change something. Right. Like it was mm -hmm. a post and now it's a canvas and like workflows were actually there was like classic workflows and new workflows. And like, right. We were like, how do we do that? Like, because you'd go to the docs and it would talk about something and then you'd go into Slack. And that thing wasn't there. And it's because it was like an old version or something. But um, while that was a little frustrating, I'm confident it still took us less time to do that, even with like the dead ends and old docs and old versions of things than it would have to, to do that original Alfred workflow or some other code first type of solution. It was actually a little eye-opening because um, I don't, I've worked with a lot of different people, a lot of marketers and things like that. And, and you see them using tools and getting so frustrated, you know, you, right. you can basically be like, if you're, a, if you're a techie or programmer, which you probably are when listening to this, um, you can figure this stuff out. So we were frustrated, but it was, it, I mean, it took like an hour or two, nothing yeah, crazy right. because even when people don't do stuff the quote right way, you've seen this before. And so right. you can kind of figure it out. Um, and it started making me think like uh, a little bit differently of all those different marketers and, and, you know, salespeople and all those different things that are trying to do, you know, you've seen them try to use like a Google docs sort of thing. And they're like, I could never get this to work. And you're like, oh, just do it. You know, like, what's your problem? And then I realized <laughs> right. that actually, oh, this is what they must be experiencing. Yeah. It's just that we have experienced this so many times as mm -hmm. developers that now it's just frustration. And you're like, well, I know I'll get it. Yeah. I just don't know when. Whereas if you don't experience it all the time, you're like, am I even going to get this? Yeah. And we've, we've sort of like um, learned how to read between the lines. It's like, oh, th this documentation was last updated in 2018. Like, oh, maybe this isn't current. anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, right. there's things we do or we figured out just from <laughs> bumping into it so many times. But yeah, I, I, I agree with your point, like empathy for the the quote unquote normal user dealing with software <laughs> products is a good thing to have as a software developer. Um, so I, th there was another part of this process that I think maybe is interesting to talk about, which is so, so the, the everything you describe works great, right? You hit a, a mm -hmm. button in Slack, it pops up a form, you fill out two things, you hit submit, and now you have a new row at the bottom of this Google Sheet. So like before we start recording today, we pull that up and like pick and pick an idea off of it. But then there's the second part of that flow, which is we've recorded that topic. We want to move it. And so we have a second sheet that said completed topics. And your idea, which I thought was good, was like, why not have a button that you just click next to it and it like moves it to that sheet? And that was another right. one like seems so simple, right? Like you're literally copying and pasting or cutting and pasting. And I, I don't think we spent a ton of time on it, but I think after about 20 minutes, we're like, why don't we just cut and paste this like ourselves from sheet to yeah. sheet? And we decided not to try to create the fancy button. Yeah, I feel like it was even less than that. Where yeah, it was I like, think you're right. You looked at it and you're just like, you know, this will actually like there's some sort of 
Google Docs version of macros that we have to yeah. do a script or whatever program. And I'm just like, right. I don't, I don't need to learn this. <laughs> right. Like, the amount of time it takes me to learn this, mm-hmm. we could have copied and pasted, you know, 200 like a, topics. Right. A year's worth of podcasts at least. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So, so, but I, I brought it up because I think it's a good lesson too, because even with a no code solution, like don't build something you don't actually need, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we encounter this all the time writing code, but it applies just as much to these tools and other sort of workflow assisters. I think, I think that's a good point. There's, there's not a, like a clear cut rule. I know you mm-hmm. like rules, but there's not a clear cut rule on whether you should build something, whether you should use no code tools or yeah. whether you should just deal with the pain. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's one of those things where you should just kind of look at it, each individual because as developers, we tend to run towards what we're good at or what we've trained, which is making stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that then if you're if you're not familiar with any of the tools that there are out there, you might then just kind of stick with the painful, yeah. you know, and not actually look at any of the intermediate tools. And then you have these um, systems that are completely built on hooking different tools together with mm-hmm. Zapier or whatever right. it is, and. Um, you know, there's a place for all of those different things. And I can see for years, I've kind of looked down my nose at things that were put together with like just no code tools. Mm-hmm. And now you just got to start to say, well, you know what, if they're solving a problem, uh, it's good, but it doesn't mean that every problem needs to be solved that way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and, and so like, since we're, we're already so far behind the scenes on the podcast, talking about how we make the podcast, I, th- there's one more example I thought of that, that I, I think is relevant here which has to do with tracking podcast statistics. Like mm-hmm. we host this on Transistor and they have great analytics, but like, I like a dashboard. I like to have other things on it where we can kind of see like the health of our marketing efforts, this being one of them. Um, and so I, I have been manually capturing that data like once a week, pasting it into a Google sheet. And it, it takes me like three minutes, but I think you suggested um, something called Retool. And mm-hmm. there's another one, I forget the name of that I looked at. I didn't like as much. And T-Pain, I, I think it was called T-Pain. Or, no, that's a rapper. Never mind. <laughs> um, the, uh, but, but anyways, in, in Retool, I was able to, they, like they didn't have an integration specifically for Transistor, but they had like a, like a REST API integration. And it, it took me maybe going from like setting up an account to building this, maybe like an hour and a half. And it was pretty powerful. Like I, I was impressed by it. And this this tool in particular, I imagine a lot of these low code or no code tools, it, it had an escape hatch, right? Like you could write a JavaScript function or something if you needed to, which I, I in fact did need to do to transform some data. But it, it was another experience, kind of like the, the Slack workflow where it's like, wow, you know, I might've in the past just said, well, I'm going to create like a little Laravel command line app and it'll run on a schedule every week and it'll pull this data in. And I know how to make a dashboard in Laravel. We do it all the time, right? But just just that little nudge to try this other tool. And I'm like, this actually was pretty useful. And for sure, it took me less time, uh, which, which I think is the goal of this. It's not to avoid writing code. We like writing code. It's what we do. But is that the best use of our time? If, if I can spin something up in an hour, Versus maybe like putzing on an application off and on for a week or two. What's a better use of my time? And in this case, it was just get the dashboard up there and and don't spend a lot of time on it. So this weekend I went with a friend and by the way, we're adults. So I went with this friend um, to this event, which I didn't really know much about. Okay. We're, we're adults. And I thought you could, as adults, go to this event, just two adults. Um, <laughs> I want to hear why, called, why you keep saying adults, but let's. 
well, a, a place called Medieval Times. Oh, okay. Oh, and turns out it's not really for adults. I mean, it's I mean, it's fine, but it's definitely <laughs> definitely silly. And it's if you ever wanted to know if you're old or not, go to mm-hmm. Medieval Times and determine if you have a headache by the time you left from all the children <laughs> screaming. Well, now I wonder if it depends. Like, is this a thing that's only on the weekends? Um, I know it's on Fridays and Saturdays. I think okay. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure. I've never been, but you know, I'm just wondering if that factors in. Like, a certain time of day or day of week is more prone to have like the school groups versus the other people. Yeah. It, well, it was funny though because so there was like jousting and things mm-hmm. like that, and sometimes they would miss um you know with with the jousting like just completely miss the other person mm-hmm. but you know it's it's obviously scripted right. and so the guy would be like he realized he got missed and then he would just jump off his horse and fall <laughs> over and be like oh and i'm just and all the kids are like yeah and i'm just like what what he just he just fell like he just he didn't get hit a little bit like a a, a poorly choreographed like wwe wrestling match like yeah where it's, you know it's fake but like they they didn't really sell it. Um, right. When you mentioned a place thinking or, or like realizing it was definitely for kids, like what jumped into my mind is Chuck E. Cheese's. Have you ever gone there as an adult, like without kids? No. It's it's also very weird. Um, I, it's I'm well, I I'm I'm not married like you are. Okay. Um, so if I went there, I would just be a 40 year old hairy bald guy <laughs> among a bunch of children walking around looking a little morose. I don't think that's the thing I'd ever do. Yeah, I could be up there whipping some ski ball like these little kids. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and and also there's like a weird in between. Like you can't go as a teenager. At least when I was a teenager, we got kicked out because you had to be 21 to enter or like with a parent. So it's like you either have to be a kid with a parent or an adult. Like that that in between spot was no good. Yeah. Well, I I um. I did notice, though, at the uh, medieval times that really, really hammered home how old I am uh, for two reasons. Uh, one is I put my head in the stocks, you know, like for a picture. Do, do we um, have a picture of this? You, I have a picture of this. Okay. You don't have a picture of this. I mean, um, the show notes would be perfect, right? <laughs> and then I, <laughs> I stood up and walked away with it around my neck. <laughs> um, so that was the first one. And the second one was there's a lot of dialogue happening mm-hmm. um during the show and there's like people yelling and then speaking accents that are not real and halfway through i looked over to my friend and i said to her i was like um can you actually hear i mean i can hear everything but can you hear anything and she's mm-hmm. like okay good she's like because i i know he's talking but i can't actually hear the words he's saying mm-hmm. it's just so loud have you ever had that oh yeah yeah i've had that experience <laughs> can you turn oh, can we turn on the closed captioning here so old. Yeah. If you want to help Aaron get his new M2 Mac, you can head over to our GoFundMe page and start with as little as $100. I don't know about that, but you can work with us. And so head to nocompromises.io and book a call to see how we can help you be more efficient in your code.